Well, welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. This is your host, Morgan. And, well, I'm so sorry for the long and overdue episode that has been very long in coming. I know that we are about the halfway mark of February. This episode is just kind of a catch-up and... Let you guys know what took so long and why I got off my rhythm, if you will. So, yeah, let's just get into it. I know that this is not the most professionally recorded um, podcast episode that I've had on Displaced Underdogs because you can hear one of my kiddos in the background Mr. Aiden. Yeah. He's playing away while brother's at school and dad and sister went to a doctor's appointment and mom's home. So, yeah. Alright, guys. Well, you know, we'll get into it. I'll let you guys know what's been going on and why it took so long to get back to you guys. It's going to be a short episode. Do apologize about that, but hey, short, sweet, keep it simple, silly. Kiss method, short, sweet, to the point. Yanny hoozles, mm. sit back, oh plug in, door. relax, and enjoy. Okie dokie, so. This is like my sixth attempt to record this one episode. It it has been crazy, guys. Um, In all my previous recordings, I've said it feels like 2018. Bits of 2018 are still lingering into 2019, which is why sometimes with New Year stuff, I don't particularly care for the... New Year as we know it, New Year, which is also kind of hysterical to me because the fiscal year for most companies... Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. Well, that's... This is attempt number 7 with the beginning of attempt number 6 left in its place. Like, just... That's that's what I mean. Like, almost every single time I go to record a podcast episode, this particular podcast episode, it it is just fucking nightmarish. Because all of a sudden, my phone, I get phone calls. I, my phone's blowing up. It's like Grand Central fucking station. Excuse me, station. Oh, and like I'll, or like, you know, shit like that. My fucking weird-ass burp that made my talking speech get real weird. And and then, like, prior to this, I was, like, sick for most of February. Because, <laughs> yay! School, little kids, disgusting petri dishes of yuck. <sighs> so, New Year's, as we celebrate it on the calendar is just insane. Everybody that's not religious out there, fuck you. Learn about the calendar. Learn about 
most of the things that we celebrate. Holidays, shit like that. And learn about our fucking laws. Oh my god, it's so fucking weird. I'm not overly religious myself, but... (laughs) They... It was like Christian folk in um, Protestant church or whatever that like or the Catholic Church I don't know I it was it was Christians that wanted like the Franciscans or whatever that wanted a, a separation of our holiday like major holidays that everybody else celebrates separated from the Jewish holidays so yay advent of New Year as we know it I don't know why I locked the door so so you know and then of course the dumb pagans with their new years being around the equinoxes and solstices major holidays and events all planned around equinoxes solstices whatever so it's been really hard and difficult to record because it feels like 2018 has been lingering into 2019 due to just events and really if you think about it this whole new year new you stuff people start new chapters and they don't really get into like real changes until something happens and it's never at the beginning of the year no it's never that convenient and or nice but enough of that fucking rant so technically for me the new year is starting around well technically yeah around the spring equinox of the 20th of this month why because a lot of shit is going to change around the 20th of this month which is actually kind of coincidental that it's the spring equinox on march 20th just saying um that's around the time that I will be about three days into a new job the day before um, Aaron and I move into our first ever home. We will be first time home owners, which is exciting and terrifying, terrifying because yay, everything's all on us. Exciting because we actually own it and we can make it our own. Like, I don't know. I've been watching these YouTube renovation like re- room makeover bullshit on YouTube and how these people are renting apartments <laughs> and, you know, having somebody come in, an interior designer come in, we decided to paint an accent wall. How the fuck is that? Did you ask the landlord if that's okay? Because almost every single fucking apartment that I've ever lived in, whether it's slated as low income or not, there are still state regulations in almost every single state that I've ever fucking lived to where they do inspections. And upon inspection, if you don't get permission for that shit, then you get in trouble for that shit. Then I realized that a lot of these YouTubers are in California and they're fucking weird and I guess rules are different in Hollywood land. So, that's all. So anyways, yes. So, yeah, see, look, big changes. Buying my own place. Starting a new job. It is exciting and crazy. Exciting and crazy all at the same time. And speaking of, like, January, it was just really chaotic at work because retail, that's around the time that you start, like, getting ready for tax return time, 
putting out new stock, new summer spring stuff, and then like clearancing stuff out. So our returns were through the roof and insane. And then February, everybody in the house seemed to get hit again and again and again with illness because this wonderful mutated flu and kids are just petri dishes of yuck. I think I already said that, but I'm going on that again. And like I said at the beginning of this, this is an impromptu, informal type recording because it's been hellish to record and I would like to keep up on this. It's like my therapy. And again, I'm usually the researcher type, which the whole calendar rant, it like I don't have stuff written down, so I don't have like my little notes and cheat sheets to keep everything on point and to have all the facts like right there at hand. <sighs> so and right now, speaking of sick, the sickness is still lingering because winter is still lingering and so like our oldest is home from school because he got sent home yesterday for a, he had like a 24-hour stomach bug that caused him to vomit and he has to be vomit free for 24 hours just like if they get a fever they have to be fever free for 24 hours before they can go back to school so he's home. He's now got a lot of energy and he's like losing his mind. Cabin fever has hit. He doesn't understand that he still has to rest. Even though he might be feeling better, his body has to recoup everything that it lost, especially since he got super dehydrated yesterday because he couldn't keep anything down. So trying to explain medical reasons and like physical well-being and health to a six-year-old is almost impossible. <laughs> I feel fine. I've got energy. I want to go outside and run around. Dude, it is like 14 degrees outside. No, absolutely not. Yes, I get that you're not sick right now. Yes, I get that you're feeling better, but your body is burning a lot of energy and like you lost a lot of vital nutrients. You lost a lot of your body is depleted from yesterday. It happens. I'm sorry. It sucks. Your body needs to recoup and recover. And if you go outside and you run around... One, your body's already working to recoup what it lost, and you're burning all of that back. Then you're digging into your extra reserves, and you'll never get better. So if you want to go play with your friends at school, you got to give yourself some time to rest, and you need to give yourself some time to get better. Just work with me on this, kid. Trust me. But no, that's not at all how a six-year-old mind works. <sighs> Which, that's going to be fun. When we move, we're moving to a different school district, but we're so close to the end of the school year. He has, like, by the time we move and everything, we'll have, he will have about two months left of school. And it's just kind of like, okay, is it really worth transferring you from one school to the other? No. Let's just not. Let's just keep you at your place. So then that means that we're going to have to drive him to and from school. And right now we live about five minutes away from school. Where we're moving to will be about ten minutes away from school. Fifteen depending on traffic. So. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo's. That's all I can say about that. It's going to be super duper fun. And a little on the tricky side too. And my last week of 
work in the retail industry um, is actually next week, which is his spring break. Yay! So fun! And it's like, why couldn't your spring break be the week of the 20th? Because that would have been so much easier. <laughs> I could have had time to like get a new schedule and get that all worked out and it's never that easy it's never that simple so chaos life changes gotta keep up gotta roll with the bunges so yes so that's what's been going on plus not only that but because we've been moving and stuff and before we even knew that we were moving before this opportunity of being homeowners actually presented itself it was around Christmas time and listening to my previous podcast episodes and, you know, even before I knew about Marie Kondo's show and the minimalist documentary on Netflix, um, I started looking into the minimalist lifestyle and, like, just simplifying stuff down. And that's a change that I have started. Like, I swear, after Christmas before New Year's Eve, I started, um, we got a washer because our apartment that we currently live in does not have washer or dryer hookups. So we got like one of those little portable washers that it has an 11 pound, a true 11 pound capacity, which is amazing by the way, because when you've got kids, especially two that are still in diapers, Oh my gosh, it's so nice to be able to do laundry at home. Yes, we have to hang dry stuff, but who cares? At least they still have clothes. And then I find myself washing my clothes and doing my laundry more. So then, like, the need for a lot of these clothes that I had, like, I swear, guys, I got rid of five big garbage bags full of little baby clothes that no longer fit any of the kids can't be used as hand-me-downs shoes toys that they've outgrown and then a lot of my own clothes and I even got rid of some clothes that it's like okay you know I like you but I don't wear you enough and my style is changing and I want to have like a reason I wanted to be able to justify and be more conscientious of what I buy and justify why I, I would need to buy this, I guess. I don't know. It's And it's all on myself type deal. And I mean, I've always implemented if I'm going to buy something new and I've already got something like it, then I have to get rid of two things for every one new thing that comes in to the house. So then that way you just don't get, like, smothered by clutter. And partly because um, my mom, I love her, two pieces. And she started actually downsizing a lot of stuff, too. But I remember when I was, like, in school and stuff. And then shortly after I graduated, my room, my old room, my brother's old room, became closets like she had clothes and she'll talk about this too but she had clothes with tags still on it in like my room and my brother's room 
my youngest oldest brother, in his room, we had walk-in closets. Walk-in closets. I mean, my closet was big enough to put my dresser in there. And if I really wanted to, I could have slept in there and then just had my room set up. Like, my closet could have been set up as, like, a sleeping area. And my bedroom could have been, like, a little mini efficiency apartment type deal. <laughs> it wasn't, like, super huge, but it was just, like, enough. But, and when I moved out, and, because, you know, graduating, move out, grow up, kids do what they do when they turn to adults. And my brother's closet was the same size. Like, it turned into, I would go home for visits and stuff, and my mom would be like, oh, yeah, if you want to just go grab this out of the closet for me real quick in your room, and I would go into my room, my old room, and I would go into my old closet, and it's like, good God, what happened? There's, like, all these clothes. And, I mean, eventually my mom, again, she started downsizing and stuff herself and my grandmother is kind of a well I mean kind of a hoarder no she is my grandmother still lives in this three-story house and like three stories one two three four five bath um five bedroom two bathroom house and it's a big gorgeous house that was built in like the early 1900s I think very latest 1950s either way it's this big house her basement is full of stuff her like little potting shed is full of stuff her garage she half the time can't even park her car in there because it's full of stuff all the bedrooms and my grandmother loves, like, the old Edwardian Victorian era. So her house is called Tanglevine Cottage. It's it's two stories with an actual um, finished basement. And, I mean, her root cellar, it even has a root cellar, guys. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. But her root cellar is full of stuff. Her basement's full of stuff. Her little work bench work area right as you come in from the garage is full of stuff her garage is full of stuff her what she calls the green room which is one of the bedrooms on the first floor is full like you there's just like literal pathways and that is like full of stuff um her bedroom which is on the first floor which she calls the blue room is less full of stuff but now since she sleeps out in the living room more often than not these days her blue room bedroom is full of stuff then you go upstairs where the other three bedrooms are like one of the rooms upstairs is like this tiny little nursery room right that would be like a great sewing room if you didn't have a baby or you know a, like a little office craft room den type area and that's the school room that's full of stuff. The plaid room, which is the back bedroom, is full of stuff. And the rose room, which is the first bedroom at the top of the stairs, is full of stuff. And they, the rose room, the plaid room, and the green room have walk-in closets. And it's just full of stuff. She has this gorgeous formal dining room that's full of stuff. And then her kitchen, 
the back little breakfast nook area is, is full of stuff. So coming from a family of semi hoarders, I mean, I would be willing to say that my grandmother probably is a hoarder trying to tell her that she crazy, she crazy. She's going to live for a very long time and she's going to outlive everybody because of that hate, spite, and malice inside that little tiny four foot eleven frame of hers. Like, I love her to death. I do. And she is awesome and I'm going to miss her when she's gone. But good God. It, she makes life interesting. She is the one that gives you stories and builds character for sure. <laughs> and it's great. I wouldn't change it for the world because she is pretty awesome brassy lady so I've got to go get a kiddo it is around the perfect time for a break and I'll go into more details about kind of that simple living decreasing stuff wanting to live a clutter free life but just again setting it up prefacing it coming from like a family of like hoarders and stuff it just it or borderline hoarding functional hoarders I guess kind of like closet hoarders <laughs> kind of like closet functional alcoholics you know grandpa cracks a beer at like nine o'clock every morning and drinks like a pretty much a 24 pack throughout a 24 case throughout the day but it keeps him level and keeps him even yes he's an alcoholic but he can function and he's not like a raging, abusive, drunk, disorderly type of alcoholic where people are like, you've got a problem. No, you're just kind of like, oh, well, grandpa needs his drink just like dad needs a cigarette type deal. So, all right, guys, sit back, relax, come back if you want to or wait till next week's episode. Because, again, this is kind of an informal just update episode. So I'm going to go get kiddos up from naps and get something to drink, and I'll be back to it. So go get yourself something to eat, munch, crunch, and drink, and see you soon. Okay, and again, informal recordings going on, and I've got kiddos up doing lunch right now. Aaron is currently at the store, so hopefully. And I totally forgot where I left off, and I think it was, oh yes, all the changes and all that, and like the whole minimalist thing, and real quick before I go into that, Briefly, I want to say, like, the whole new year, new you thing. I think it's kind of funny because one of my cousins just recently posted on Facebook, I think yesterday or today, within the last 48 hours, I read a post. It just made me giggle, snort, and there's no love lost between this particular cousin and myself. I mean, I love her because she's family, but I also hate it that we're family, and it's like, God, because uh, if she was anybody else, if she was not family, whoo would not associate at all. But I, anyways, we all have a fucking family like that. Family dynamics are weird, guys. Just get with it. And if she ever hears this, it, like, it, everybody knows. I mean, you don't get away with basically insinuating that I'm a whore on fucking Thanksgiving to my fucking father and in front of our fucking grandparents and think that, 
Oh, no, it's okay. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Even though the rest of the family lets you get away with it, do not think that. Uh, no. And I try to forgive those that have trespassed against me, but at the same time, that's fucking low blow, man. Low blow. My crazy grandmother in Remerton, um, back in Washington, has called me a whore on Christmas Day, and, well, that's okay, because she's old, she's crazy, she's always been mean, hateful, and spiteful, and she's going to outlive all of us, she's, because of all the rage that's built up in her little tiny frame. I already know this, I'm already okay with this, and it's just, it's not that she has a right to say that, and trust me, I also had the right to kind of go, Grandma, 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 you're fucking crazy, okay? Oh, no, 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 that's your opinion, you're more than entitled to it, keep it to yourself next time. But hey, look at this dress I made, because you love sewing, I love sewing, you're artistic, I'm artistic, artistic. so I might be a whore, but at least I'm your artistic whore. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's such a lovely dress, it's so Victorian, I know, you instilled that love in me, see? Oh, I guess you're not all bad. Okay, thank you, Grandma. Love you, too. Okay. So, I mean, like, but, yeah, anyways. So, this cousin, she posted up, like, all about how she gets sleepless nights because she's a mom of three kids, too. And, like, oh, you have to take care of yourself because that's important. And it is, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, and so now all of a sudden she's getting into working out. And it's like it's fucking March. So, just proof that... Not everything starts in January, yo. Like, people start, it's all chapters and phases of your life. So, boom. New year, new you doesn't have to necessarily start immediately in January. So, <sighs> so I am starting a new job. Next week, actually, Monday the 18th is going, Monday is going to be my first official day. I am super excited, super nervous. Tomorrow is my last actual day at my current job. And I mean, it's my last working day. <laughs> Funny thing, I put in for vacation for a friend's wedding that I cannot go to because we had emergency happen and we had to dip into travel funds. So um, before we hit emergency funds because we're buying a new place and you never know what's going to come up with that. So my travel funds went to the emergency that happened. So, unfortunately, I can't make it to her wedding, which is the first wedding that I would ever be in where I was actually a part of the bridal party. It's kind of sad, but life happens, shit happens, oh well. And so, Wednesday, tomorrow, is my last working day at my current job, and it's sad, bittersweet, like, really bittersweet. I'm so glad to be leaving because management just drives me up a fucking wall. Or at least a, f a few particular managers and they know who they are. Um, but I'm not going to miss the place. I'm going to miss my coworkers, the people. So, it's... And it's not like I'm never going to see them again. But I love how everybody acts like you're never going to see them again. And... Even you, like even myself, I'm kind of like, oh man, like I won't see you as often because instead of working with you like four or five days out of the week, I will probably only ever see you for like maybe 
five minutes as a fucking customer because I'm like, if we have a day that coincides, um, then we can, you know, kind of, it's just one of those things that we're going to have to learn how to bridge the gap in schedules, lifestyles, timing. So that's, that's just kind of where it's at. <clears throat> um, so anyways, so with all these changes occurring with us moving, uh, we're packing and as we're packing, we don't have a lot because we lost everything with our storage unit in Washington, like everything. We moved from Washington to Indiana in two cars, an old 1980, like between 86 to 1990 Honda Accord. So uh, that was a tiny ass car, huge trunk space though, but from like in a little tiny Honda and then in my Hyundai Accent which, again, even though it's the four-door sedan version and not the hatchback, it is still fucking tiny. And when you've got two kids at that time, a dog, <laughs> and two adults, and we're moving from a temperate climate, temperate temperature, where you don't really need, like, season-specific clothing. <laughs> like, you don't... It's a lot of jeans and t-shirt weather in, in eastern wa or western Washington, man. Like, a lot of jean t-shirt, maybe a hoodie. Uh, maybe two weeks out of the entire winter, you'll have to have some fucking layers. But much past that, you're pretty golden. Uh, you know, you don't have to change up your wardrobe drastically. And then, of course, summer, like, you might have one or... You might have, like one or two outfits that are like hot weather specific but for the most part you're like okay here's my work clothes here's my jeans here's my t-shirt I've got a couple of shorts and then we're just gonna go to the lake and we're gonna swim yeah cool so I mean we're going from that kind of climate to holy shit <laughs> we we need very seasonal specific outfits and we were moving around August, so we were going to the Midwest and hitting it right in fall into winter. So, of course, a lot of the summer shit and a lot of the spring shit, I just left in the storage unit and we lost all that. So, we lost a lot of our storage options. We lost a lot of our furniture, blah, blah, blah. And so, when we moved into our current apartment, we really haven't gained a lot more stuff. Um... We're, we don't even have about half of what we had in Washington. So it's still, like, fairly, um, <laughs> like, not a lot is going on in our apartment as far as, like, furniture-wise or anything. But we do happen to have a quite a bit of clutter that has built up because of the kids, so, because we had another kid here in Indiana, so we now have three kids, and they're growing out of their stages into new ages and stages, the older ages and stages, and now we're finding that, like, when we're packing, we've got clothes that no longer fit, 
We've got toys that can go by the wayside. And my dad had a few boxes of stuff from when my brother and I were kids. It's like, wow, <laughs> I don't even know what this is. I don't even know what that is. And you know what? We don't really need this, so fuck it. <laughs> we're just... So we've been going through and getting rid of a lot of stuff. And it is... It's actually really nice because it's just kind of like freeing and less stressful. And when it goes, you feel a little more weight go with it. And it's like, whew, and it keeps everything manageable. And I really enjoy that. And Aaron's always been kind of minimalistic. And it just seems that a lot of men, especially um, males that have any previous military experience they're just used to living out of their bags man out of their rucksacks and so for him this is like super easy he's like yes finally finally you're on the same page as me but he also realizes too that it's like okay i'm gonna let you go through everything and pack everything because 90 percent of this is yours or the kids and you know what you want to like keep and what you don't want to keep it i have no fucking clue <laughs> it's like no, no, it's fine. <laughs> and he doesn't even have to. Like, when we were packing up our place in Washington and putting it into the cars or the storage unit, there was a lot of, are you sure? And, like, him going, are you sure we're really going to need this? Can't we just, like, sell it, get rid of it? And me going, no, no, you never know. Later in the future, we might need this. Once we get it out of storage, we might need this. We're definitely going to want this. We're definitely going to need this. We, we may want this. So, you know, let's just keep it. And I felt like a dragon that was hoarding everything. Like, oh, the little treasures. Oh, my treasures. Oh, my preciousness. And then I realized, hey, <laughs> that's not really how I want to live. And so, and of course, when you have three kids and we're packing, we're not moving in, like, we're not even moving next week, we, we've got some work to do, um, in our new place before we move in, 100%, so, like, probably around the 28th, the 29th, the last few days of this month, we will be moving, but, um, but before then, there's some work that we have to do. And it's really nice to be able to move into a place that one we own so we can do whatever we want to it, which then makes me really intentional with what I want to bring into that new space and that new place. And because now it's like, oh, this is mine. This is 100% mine. I get to choose the paint. I get to choose what colors we do. I don't, I get to choose how many walls or how many holes we put in the walls, <laughs> you know? So it just, it's very much like, well, I don't really want this whole unpacking thing. I don't want all this old clutter to clutter up this new place in this new space. I kind of want to keep it like open. And so that way we can actually make it into what we want, into what we need, and not just, well, we can't put this many holes in the wall, so, like in the walls, so we're going to get, like, 
portable shelves that we don't really like or we don't really want, but they help to keep storage options or, you know, bins and stuff that eventually break because our kids are creative climbers and they don't like to play with their toys as much as they like to play with the stuff the toys are kept in, the boxes, the bins, all of that. So, <sighs> yes. So it's just, even before knowing that we were moving though, like, again, the moment that we got the washer and we were able, the little mini washer that we have, and the minute that we were, the moment that we were actually able to do laundry in our own house again, really kind of brought it to the forefront of like, wow, you know, if we can actually keep up on our laundry, then I don't need to go out and I don't need to buy pants. Like, I'm just saying for a while there, I was like buying like pants and shirts because we wouldn't, we just wouldn't get to our laundry for like two, three weeks. Sometimes it would be a month before we got to any of the laundry. And so it's like, wow, I actually don't really need that much clothes because now we can like do it once or twice a week and keep up on it. And I know that sounds bad, but anybody who has ever lived in an apartment where you do not have access to laundry in home and you have three kids and you're already on a very tight shoestring budget, it gets redonkulous. So, like, the struggle is real trying to keep up on laundry, especially when you also work overnights. Like, that really hinders it a lot. And if you don't have access to a 24-hour laundromat situation, it's, it's difficult to coordinate when to do laundry. So... <laughs> And, again, like, um, my dad had offered to let us do laundry for free over at his place a few times whenever we would go over there for family dinners, but that was never consistent either. Not even gonna lie, guys. I know, jumping around, switching topics real quick, but not gonna lie. I'm gonna really enjoy after I move <laughs> off of, because we're gonna be on a quieter street, not so busy not so loud. And again, this is an informal podcast episode. This is just kind of a, hey, letting you guys know what's been going on, why it's been taking so long to get like the actual next episode up. I really want to get more consistent with this and keep up with it. And this is something that I actually really want to do. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy like just getting thoughts out because I've got a lot that goes on in my little brain and my little mind. And I don't know, just, it's fun to share. You never know what people will take away from it. And I don't know, it's also kind of nice to know that you're not alone. So, so anyways, so the laundry struggle, it's, it's real. It's real when it's just you anyways, as like a young adult or a single person and you don't put a lot of thought into it. But it's a lot harder when you throw in the factors of kids and then you're on a completely different schedule than everybody else in the house and yeah, it just gets to be a mess. And so it's 
we take it for granted being able to do laundry in our own houses like a lot of people do <laughs> and not gonna lie for a while there I was like one of them so and and it just helps kind of with the minimalistic thing and a lot of people tend to the moment that you say like you're looking into minimalism and the minimalistic lifestyle it's different for everybody but a lot of people tend to think that it's like this extreme have to get rid of everything have to live in like basically a medieval monk cell <laughs> where all you've got is like the bible and two other religious books and then you've got your like little wooden cot with its little tiny uncomfortable mattress and you only have one robe maybe two and that's it <laughs> it's like no guys no and that really begs the question of why do we have to go like why does society think that there's like this one extreme or you're not that like oh you're not a goth kid if you don't dress in all fucking goth if you're not pale fucking white with black fucking hair and you wear black lipstick black makeup black nail polish everything you have is black and you either have to be like sleek chic beat neck like beat nick goth from like the 60s everybody like snap clap like at a poetry reading oh or or you have to be like this outrageous crazy k-pop j-pop looking star <laughs> like and you have to be all into like death metal and hard rock and dark depressing no no Gothic is a style that we all, I mean, I used to be a goth kid and a lot of people were like, oh, you're a poser. The fuck? No, I just enjoy this. And I may not dress it all the time because one, I was a kid. My parents had a say in what I bought because it was their money buying my fucking clothes. So there was a few compromises that were made, but I still pulled off every once in a while the goth look. Because I was like a goth kid. And it was a state of mind in how I felt. And I just like the look of it, you know? I don't have to wear fucking corsets all the goddamn time. Jesus. Like, why is it that it's all or nothing type deal? One extreme or the next. And then I realized, hey, you know? That's just what people think because the extremes are what gets the attention really the extremes are what gets the attention really nobody hears about the midline thing the midline thing there's if you're middle of the road there's no drama there's nothing exciting about that so who the hell really cares nobody talks about midline because there's nothing sensational but you'll always hear about the extreme because it's easy to sensationalize that and whenever i talk about like talk to my friends about like yeah no we're trying this whole minimalist thing and the response I get a lot is well I really like my books and that seems to be the response that a lot of people have well I like my electronics I like my comforts I like my luxuries I like this I like that and they all think that it's all about deprivation and how can you force your kids to be minimalists you're depriving them all these toys they need all these things 
and really, like, Aaron and I have been looking at it as we've been packing up everything. Like, there's toys that we have found under the couch and under the, like, beds in the kids' rooms or, like, in their closets that it's like, good God, how long has that been there? I haven't seen this. When the fuck did we even buy this? Oh, man, last year, I think. The kids aren't missing it. We weren't missing it. So, it, and, you know, and it's kind of nice to simplify and streamline down because, again, it makes the kids more intentional. And it helps them focus and, like, streamline their thoughts and their creativity. They are, they become more creative and more inventive. And, honestly, I mean, anybody who has kids, you, you know that if, like, oh, they like PJ Masks or Paw Patrol. You put on an episode of Paw Patrol and a lot of us don't do traditional cable anymore. We now have like Netflix accounts and Hulu accounts to where you can binge and like Amazon Prime accounts and stuff like that to where you can binge these shows. And if you ever just put on like My Little Ponies for your kids and it just goes from one episode to the next to the next with little to no commercial interruptions, depending on the service, whether you're paying premium or not for like Hulu and whatnot. But Either way, when you, like, put on that episode because your kids love, like, Team Umizoomi, they'll watch maybe one episode and, like, give it their 100% attention for, like, that 15-20 minutes that that episode actually lasts without commercials. It's amazing how short these episodes really are, which also then kind of brings in the paradigm <laughs> and and the the thoughts of... How long are these shows really? Because when there's no commercial interruptions, they're actually quite short and whatnot. And so, and then it also, like, kids actually have a natural point to their attention, to in their attention spans, to where it's like, okay, this is where we stop. And then they move on to the next thing. So then you've got the TV going, and then you're like, I don't want to pay electricity for this. Click. <laughs> Off the TV goes. Then they all cry because they're used to the background noise. And and then when you start to slowly take toys away that they've outgrown, um, you got to do it when they're not lol, when they're not looking, and when they're not watching. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible, but it's but it's kind of true, especially with a two, almost three year old, and a one, almost two year old, because they're hitting the teenager and the three NATO stages where. You're hitting that, mine, 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 uh-uh, no, no, no. Clothes are one thing. My kids are really good at letting clothes go and shoes go. Toys, most of the time, they're pretty good about letting that go. But the, the littlest two are still kind of getting used to that. But again, we keep their favorites and everything. And we, and like I said prepping for Christmas you know we have a box we put stuff in that box if it goes untouched for six months we cycle through and if it, something goes untouched for six months we bring it out if it gets found under the couch or under the bed then you know obviously it's not really something they really truly play with truly care about so then we put it in the box and if they don't ask for it or they don't play with it, 
then, you know, we get rid of it. And so, and so, you know, that's how we cycle through things. Um, which again, that in of itself was always kind of a minimalistic, um, philosophy or set that we were already doing. And then I always had this rule from when I was younger, like high school, junior, senior year of high school into my young adult life before kids, where it was very much a, if I'm going to buy like a new article of clothing, especially when I was paying for it myself, if I was going to buy new clothes, if I was buying new pants, a new pair of pants for myself, then I would have to get rid of two old pairs of pants. For every one thing that comes into the house, I get rid of two things that are the same or similar too. And that was just to help keep it from getting to an overwhelming point. For a little bit, I got a little off that because we all get lazy, whatever. But like looking into the minimalistic thing and just the simplifying, streamlining your life down, you realize that there are certain things you do that are already kind of things that they implement like the extremists implement in their own lives. And when you do it in small little bite-sized chunks, then, and you don't do it as a deprivation. Like I like sewing. I don't always sew. I always seem to get the sewing bug more around spring and summertime than I do in like winter and fall. <laughs> so I always tend to craft more in the spring and summer than I do in the fall and winter. And so then around fall and winter when I'm not sewing at all or I'm crafting less and sewing less, that's actually when I start going, do I really like sewing? Oh, and then I look at all my unfinished projects and I'm like, oh my gosh, is this just a waste? Maybe I should get rid of my sewing machine. Maybe I should give it up. But then I realized that I actually love sewing and I don't want to give it up. But what I can do is I can go through my fabric stash and I always hold on to, especially in the fall and summer when I'm going really hard and heavy with my crafting and my sewing, I always keep the scrap pieces of fabric. Oh man, I've got this really cute idea for this and I can hold on to this fabric because I can find a use for it later. Well, you know what? Not necessarily. And so I can go through my stash and I can get rid of things as necessary and as needed and that's where it's all like you know just take the time inventory your stuff every once in a while and get rid of it as needed or as wanted and that's a way to not be completely extreme or deprive yourself of something you love so but yeah it's just one of those things where it's just especially with the move it's kind of helpful and the move is forcing a lot of attention onto things that we should get rid of that are no longer necessary and that we don't really need and also when we moved into the apartment like I said we got quite a few boxes from my dad of some of the stuff from when I was a kid and from when my brother was a kid so therefore and we never really went through it and they've just been hanging out in our hall closet and 
never really went through it, so I don't really know what's in them. But with this move, it's a lot easier to just take that time now and go through it and get rid of stuff than it is to move and bring it with into our new place, which is bigger than our current place, has a lot more storage options than our current place. So therefore, it's like, oh great, this is gonna end up, hey, it's gonna end up in a uh, closet and then never be seen again until we remodel this room of the house. And then it's gonna be like, what the heck is this? And I just, I don't want that. And Aaron doesn't want that either. And I'm glad that we're both on that same line. So, you know, that's, that's all. Those are the changes. Anyways, guys, this is getting to be about the normal length of my normal podcast episodes. And I'll go more into depth and detail. Um, again, just like give a clap, show a like, show some love. Um, I don't have... This is an informal thing, so I don't have everything that I normally have in front of me. Again, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Displaced Underdogs. Just type it into the search bar and you'll find it. It's not really got a lot on it. It's not really super active, but I mean, at least if you guys email me or send me a message on it, I respond. I want to know what you guys want to hear about coming into this new year. Um, my new job is not retail at all. It's not even retail oriented. It's kind of interesting. Um, it's more law enforcement, corrections officer. So I don't know if I'll do any stories or anything because of legality issues or reasons, but I definitely will do retail stories for sure. Some former stripper stories for sure. I haven't done any of those yet, but I will. Um, some club stories, you know, um, and I still have friends that are going, that are still in the retail, um, thing, and so it'll be nice to, especially around the holidays, talk about, like, the customer aspect of it, and then, of course, the worker part of it, because a lot of us work retail jobs, so, you know, our service industry jobs of some sort, so, but again, Each episode will have its own theme, its own thing going on. Until then, enjoy your guys' day. Sorry it took so long to get this episode up and out and get it recorded. Sorry it's a little informal and, like, you can hear wind chimes, wind, every once in a while a car or two passing by, my kids in the background. Like, this is just, again, an informal episode, letting you guys know everything that's going on. And why it's taken so long. But Displaced Underdogs is still going to be a podcast. And we will still have episodes. It's not just one of those that started and then died. Promise you. So, alright. Until next time. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your month. And hopefully next week I will get an episode up. Um, The episode release schedule is probably going to change. So instead of on Wednesday or Thursday uploading... It's probably going to be uploaded at least for the next four weeks on the weekends because that's when I have off. So, um, just kind of plan for that. Life is crazy. Life is beautiful. It's wonderful, but it is totally insane. Who knows? But for sure, the next episode will be up next weekend. So, all right. Enjoy. Enjoy.